Can you imagine sitting in the pub chatting with your mates only to be interrupted by ads? Well, unfortunately, that does happen here at the Homebrew Pub because we're just trying to keep the lights on. However, if you would like to support us directly and get access to ad-free episodes of the Homebrew Pub, please head on over to our Patreon. You can find a link to that on our website, thehomebrewpub.com, and join our mug club. Again, our website, thehomebrewpub.com. I'll see you in the pub after the next couple of ads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Homebrew Pub, the only pub in existence where every beer on tap is made by a homebrewer. And on this ethereal plane, the Homebrew Pub will turn into the guest brewer's perfect brew pub. So please come in, grab a stool, and grab a pint. And this week to the pub, we invite a guest brewer I've been very excited to have on. It is Brandon from Exit 12. What's going on? How you doing? Hanging in there, you know? Living life uh, post-pandemic, doing what I can yeah. to survive. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this is this is a thrill because you and I, we were just talking before we were recording, like you and I have interacted a lot on the old Twitter and, and Instagram mm-hmm. and things. So to actually be talking to you is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. We, we, you know, we, we, a lot of us interact through social media and it's nice to, you know, sit here, talk and, and just chit chat a little bit. Yeah. So you run the Exit 12 podcast, which Mm -hmm. if I'm remembering, is that like a year and a half now too? Yeah, no. Yeah. We're, we're, I think we're just slightly over two, probably like, oh no, I'm sorry, two, one and a half. Uh, I think we started in September yeah of 2021 and yeah that seems about right no 2020 so it's a year and a half yeah i don't know when i started this thing (laughs) the when the why yeah the why was i was very bored and wanted to talk about beer with uh my my best friend and uh co-brewer but the 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 when that's a little that's a little fuzzy (laughs) So for those who haven't listened, which would be crazy to me, because I think you are one of the like known homebrew podcasts out there. Oh, sweet. Um, tell everyone a little bit about it. Yeah, so it for us, it was sort of an outlet where we could talk about beer, but also bring a little uh, comedy into to it. You know, a lot of times it's about the processes and learning how to brew and learning how to brew better we're not going to teach any of that we don't we're not gonna there's no way for us to do that there's people that do that way better what we are is make fools of ourselves for an hour at a time once a week on a podcast and sort of we talk about beer we try to talk about beer but it ultimately just ends up being a stream of conscience stuff we do have a topic it's just very loose (laughs) uh and we just want to make you guys laugh once a week that's sort of uh our motto 
I think it was on the most recent one you were talking about your um, Amazon Prime remote uh, just being destroyed and my dog has eaten like three or four Roku rem remotes. So listening to that, I was like, I know it's not beer, but I am so angry on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, my, uh, my son hid that. Uh, so Nick was the one who lost the remotes and my son actually hid my YouTube, my YouTube remote from my bedroom and we couldn't find it for three weeks. And he and we magically asked him to go get it for us. He's two, and he and he picked it out of the sky, and we were so upset. We didn't get to watch TV. <laughs> we just nine o'clock. It's bedtime. Like nothing else you can do. We're living in the older times. So other than um, Exit Twelve, you also run BrewTubers. So I'm one of the vice presidents of BrewTubers. BrewTubers have been around for a lot longer than Nick and I, but as an official club, uh, online club, we're just over a year old, and, and I'm one of the uh, vice presidents of that sort of venture. So it's kind of a cool little neat um, online community where we a lot of us do something in lines of podcasts or YouTube channels or blogs, things like that, and trying to not only promote everybody's channels, but also have a, a good platform to talk about beer. We sort of started as people that were creators in, in the hobby, uh, but I think we've grown from that, and we definitely have some people in the club that are not as much on the creative side, but just want to have, um, you know, uh, sort of have that um, virtual club experience. Yeah, it, it it's awesome. I mean, I'm I signed up as a member. Oh yeah, the the Discord is insane. Um, I I learned very quickly to mute notifications during the workday. <laughs> oh, you got to turn those off. We we are very active people, so you got to turn those off, or you're just gonna get notifications yeah. all day. It it's awesome though. I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. So when you're when you guys are approaching a beer, you know, how are you approaching? that recipe or, or how do you think about the beers you're making so we put an asinine amount of work into the recipe creations at least when we're starting to to really d dive into a style um we spent almost a year trying to perfect the new england ipa because you know we're from we're, I'm, we're both from massachusetts uh, so we spent we spent a year just doing literally probably only brewing that with maybe some like uh, uh, little batches here and there of, of beers we just wanted on tap. But for the most part, we strictly brewed New England IPAs and strictly figured out that process. And we take a lot of the same approach with, like, any other style we take. Like, we just started really getting into, like, English, English brown ales and things like that. So finding out the best water chemistry, trying to find about uh, chemistry, water chemistry near, you know, where it's brewed and trying to get you know uh, authentic malts from the regions and things like that so we do spend a lot of time a lot of time on uh the old internet a lot of time looking up recipes we're not just funny idiots on <laughs> on your radio we actually do put a little a lot of thought and time into these things um but yeah we we, we meticulously go over like what grains and what adjuncts and and hops what hop characteristics i um i read a lot of articles the only real book i've read on this because i'm not a book guy is uh scott janish's book on uh the new ipa mm -hmm. which really helped me with my hop game like that that uh 
kicked it up a couple notches. But that's sort of how we we approach it. That's awesome. Um, you are the first guest to speak kindly of the New England IPA. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, we're from New England. Listen, I don't care. You, people are like, well, you know, I, there's always somebody. We're going to go to NHC this year, and I'm sure there's going to be people that are, you know, crapping on it, but whatever. I don't care. Yeah. No, I, I love a good New England IPA, but I interviewed <laughs> two people in a row, and we got to the part of them um, adding like their beer to the uh, to the tap list, and somehow New England IPA came up, and they were both mm. like, "Well, I don't like it because it is like, well, I do." So good. Well, I'm glad now I know what I'm gonna put on this. <laughs> this was <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> So as you're as you're um, doing water chemistry, because I, I mean the the most famous water that I can think of, or two most famous waters out of the UK, is obviously the water for Guinness, um, mm-hmm. but also Burton Water, um, yeah. which I forget the name of the brew. Was it Bass in Burton's the historic? It one? makes yeah, that makes sense to me in my mind. If I'm going back in my mental Rolodex, that does make a lot of sense. So yeah. yeah, I think I think you're right on that. Because I was reading, um, oh god, I was reading Pete Brown's travel mm-hmm. book where he traveled around the world uh, to India with a barrel of IPA, and it was all made in Burton, and it was the old recipe. It's a great read. <laughs> um, I'll put the link to it in the show oh, notes because it's, it's awesome. such a great book. Um, so when you're doing water chemistry, water chemistry is not something I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you, like, what is the process for doing water chemistry? How do you control your water? So first off, we go straight distilled water, which is probably not the best, most um, cheapest way to do it. But it's not too bad for us. You know, we probably get about 10 gallons, a little less per per. Uh, her brew um but we started a, a you know a zero water profile and we can build it from there with our our uh, brewing salts mostly uh you know uh, gypsum calcium chloride things like that um i maybe sometime we'll get the the ro system the reverse osmosis water system but mm-hmm. for now doing the distilled water is the easiest thing there was no way we were going to use our local water. It's just not great. And plus, you can get those um, those water uh, profiles. Like, they'll, they'll, you can do a brewing profile. You can send it away. I forget the, um, the company that does it. But you can send them your water uh, source, and they'll send you sort of like the brewing um, compounds in that water. Oh, but, wow. I mean, it, you don't know if they're going to be treating it with fluoride or something like that to you know you don't know what's happening at the the water treatment plant so so i don't know how real accurate those things are uh you can get you can use like poland springs and things like that and you can find pretty close to what you're looking for for brewing um salts i mean when they usually send like if you go online you can find mostly the compounds that are in those waters but for me it's super easy just to start from scratch build them up and and go from there uh, it's definitely it's one of the things I would say that has increased our uh, the our beers are a hundred times better since we've done the water chemistry. Oh, that's awesome! And so then, are there like water profiles that are easier to do than others? Like, I mean, is Burton water a particularly hard one to make, or is it just you know the measurements of the different salts you're well, adding? Yeah, I think that one's just tough because I get 
I get sketchy how much um, sulfate that I believe sounds really high in sulfate. I just feel really sketchy because I, I see that little like brewfather thing or uh, beer smith thing to go like to the, oh, I don't know if you want to do this. So <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, the other thing you have to worry that we worry about is the pH because, you know, building up the, the, the water profile can mess with the pH and we and you know it might just be a weird thing i know um nick my cover uh read some article about lactic acid um not being good so now i'm like in my mind i haven't read this article so i'm just second handing <laughs> it and i'm just like lactic acid not good uh <laughs> so i'm like i don't we try not to do that we try to use the salts to get as close to to the uh mass ph as we as we can but yeah it's uh it's it's i i would say that if you're gonna first get into it just mess with like two things we mess with the um the calcium chloride and then the gypsum so like the the sulfate and the um the calcium calcium the um i can't think about that just mess with those two salts uh (laughs) and then sort of play from there those will be good for your for your lighter ales and things like that anyway and i and Honestly, I don't, I don't find it that much of a difference in the darker beers, your stouts and like your porters and things like that. Maybe I'm just ignorant to it. I feel like the lighter beers you get more bang for your buck with the water profile. You might just be able to go with a, with a decent if you have decent water source for, uh, for those darker beers. I don't think it's as predominant. Yeah, no, that that that's fascinating. I've got a, I've got a friend who does water chemistry and will look upon me appalled that the only thing I do is add a Camden tablet and be like, it's fine. It is fine. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be bare. You're taking out the stuff you don't want in it. It's just, you're not, you know, you're not building up, but I've had a million people come to me. Like their water is like great wherever they're from and, and they're making great beers and who can, you know, I've seen people in competitions with water from tap. So it's not like it's a big thing. And maybe it's just a mental thing. Yeah. So then, other than the the water chemistry, what else do you think about when putting together your recipes? Yeah, um, so we definitely put a lot of thought into the grist. Um, you know, we have uh, famously horrible efficiency. Famously horrible efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. The worst of the worst efficiencies. So yeah, that is something that we're always thinking of, too, is how do we get this beer to be... Uh, above a session mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes <laughs> it's a struggle. Uh, but it's definitely a lot of uh, planning on that end and then we're notorious for for buying new toys so we'll learn how to use a the the bruzilla and then we'll be like you know what i really want an anvil foundry uh and then so we bought that and now we can't figure out how to use that thing and then we're like oh you know we all use we have we usually only did 120 volt brewing because we we're almost all, all electric and we're like oh let's go up to 240 and like now i don't know what's going on all our like our, <laughs> our losses are all different and so it's a struggle the struggle is real at exit 12 for sure <laughs> um so i'm assuming you started out doing propane and then moved into electric mm-hmm. um is that when you saw your efficiencies go down and is that because you changed going from like batch sparging to basically brewing a bag or how did that work out yeah uh it definitely did um it it took forever to sort of when we first got because it was a robo brew it wasn't even a bruzilla uh 
we didn't know how to use that thing. Like it took us for our efficiencies were down, down in the low fifties almost. And it was bad. And we just really didn't know how to use it. Uh, the, the, the malt pipe. I'd say that we've got better. The efficiencies definitely took a huge hit from, from the old cooler propane days. Um, and the, in fact, when we want to brew a big beer, we, we still pull that bad boy out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, we, we spent a lot of time trying to dial in that robo brew, uh, got it pretty good, and then said, you know what would be gr- even better than this? Let's learn a whole new system. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we did. We just decided that. And you know what? We're starting to dial it in. So maybe it's time. I know uh, Nick's been on the, the old whole brew yard house looking at uh, uh, Grainfather. So yep. it's just like, let's just throw another challenge. Throw another challenge at us. I did just get the S40, and I love that thing. I know they look so cool. I think we need to get one. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna go to NAC suit, and it's like we're gonna see all those shiny new things on the floor, and I'm just mm-hmm. gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna need some new stuff. <laughs> the, the the thing I had a hard lesson in is that I'm dumb and I didn't know you needed to get a 220 volt plug installed. So yeah, it cost more than the the unit itself, but totally worth mm. it. Because I had a friend bring over his Brazil, which was on the 110. And I remember not being that impressed because it just felt yeah. like it took so long. And <laughs> I've got like a 200,000 BTU burner that can like just tear through heating up water. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not really impressed with electric. But then when I was talking to people with like the bigger units, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to, I'm going to like take the jump. And yeah, I've brewed four or five times on it and I absolutely love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we noticed a huge difference going from uh, 120 to 240. Like, it was huge. Boil vigor was there. Things were heating up so fast. And on our side of the house, like, I have two kids. Nick has one kid. So, like, I'd spend the money for the time. I don't have the time. I have the money. Humble brag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have the time. Can I have so, some? <laughs> <laughs> we'll work something out. All right. Uh, but, no, I have, I you know, for me... I don't know if I have 10 hours in a day to brew a beer. If I can cut that down to six hours, uh, we're, we're in, we're in gravy town. I, now I, we can get down to like maybe five hours. And then I tell my wife, I'm still doing eight hours. So I got a couple hours at the end of this day (laughs) to sort of, to sort of play with it. It's excellent. I get a little hang time, which I don't usually get. That's awesome. I embarrassed myself this past weekend because my friend came over uh and we i set the water up i was like all right i'm gonna set the temperature and we'll go down and we were putting a sour that he made onto five pounds of kumquat and i was like so by the time we get up it's gonna be great and and it still just wasn't (laughs) heating up and i'm like this is really embarrassing is it just too cold outside and then i looked and i had to switch down to the 1100 not the 2300 Mm -hmm. i was like i'm a an idiot and as soon as i clicked it it was like just going gangbusters on that thing yeah i mean i we do that stuff all the time uh we dumped almost half a half a uh batch because we uh we decided we just got the uh the what are those the jaded chillers i think it was a hydra Hmm. and we're super happy to use it so we put it on in the in the kettle on the burner and we're messing with the hoses to get the hoses out. And uh, Nick, I'm going to throw him out of the bus because he's not here. Uh, and he <laughs> was yanking the hose and he yanked the whole kettle off the, off oh, the no. burner. 
lost uh lost half a batch had to do sort of uh frankenstein we, we still had some grains left we still had some daylight left so we're just like do we just brew another one and sort of like make a little bit of a concoction here to get close to what we're looking for and we did the beer ended up okay but it's just like stupid stuff like that we do stupid stuff all the time i think that's part of the homebrewing that's why i know i can never be a real brewer yeah because i can't i'm stupid i'll leave valves open i'll dump <laughs> a whole batch and be like yeah that's like that's like my kids like tuition the college <laughs> and now i'm screwed and i'm on the street because i can't be trusted around equipment and yeah that's why i know this small like i keep it to the small batches i can lose five gallons if you if you ever do a brew day at a at a professional brewery the one thing i've noticed every time i've done it is by the time they're getting to the pumping out of the uh, kettle into the into the fermenter is they make you stand firmly out of the way while they're doing all the pipes and everything <laughs> because yeah. they're like they just know like muggins here is just gonna cock it up for everyone <laughs> like i was at one he's like just just go to the bar and uh pour us a couple of beers i'm like all right that's cool I, I mean listen i i get it i get it it's their it's their livelihood at this point like they'll let you stir the mash they'll let you do <laughs> they'll all let that grain stuff. out but they're, they're not gonna when it comes nut cutting time they're not gonna let you do this thing <laughs> what beer are you gonna be adding to the homebrew pub's ever-growing tap list sure so now it's gonna be the beer i'm drinking uh and now that i know that that the homebrew pub is anti New England IPAs. It's not anti New England IPAs. <laughs> just a couple of the guest brewers were, but this is a okay. place for everyone. Excellent, I love that. Uh, I am taking. I am putting on the tap list out of Canton, Massachusetts, Trillium Brewing. This is Tree Creeper. It is an American Pale Ale, five point eight percent. This beer has. A significant place in Exit 12's heart. This is actually Nick, uh, my co-brewer's favorite beer. Um, they didn't brew it for a long time, and we just had an awesome um, tasting night. The one of the first times they um, they released it. Uh, they started all these small bird series, and they never got back to True Creeper, uh, and they finally just released it uh, maybe like a month and a half ago. This is probably two months old, but whatever. Nice. I'm a bad hazy drinker, but I'm not <laughs> drinking it fresh. But that's what I'm adding. This is a great beer from probably one of our favorite uh, breweries. That is awesome. But here, here's the question, though, because uh -huh. that, that would be a cheat, because every beer mm -hmm. has to be a homebrew. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I apologize. So I am adding. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So now I am still adding a New England IPA. <laughs> I am adding... <laughs> I'm adding actually Sam, which is our New England IPA. It is named after my son. Um, so we we I started the recipe right around the time when he was born, and we brewed it uh, shortly after he was born. And it's an excellent recipe. It was sort of our year of really um, fine tuning our New England IPA process, and it's the first one I thought was actually pretty good. Um, and since then, we've done one with Nick's son's name. It's sort of this thing of, of carrying on that tradition. So mm -hmm. I'm going to do that because it has to be a homebrew, and I'm an egomaniac. I'm going to put my own homebrew on there. <laughs> no, that, that, that's exactly it. That, that's awesome. So like, what kind of hops go, in, go into the Sam beer? So it's, uh, it is 
uh, CTZ for a little bittering. Then it is Enigma and and Citra are the the two flavor hops. Um, I really love the Enigma hop. I, I think it's underutilized. Um, it's still one of those New Zealand like mm-hmm. fancy dancy fruity cheat hops but it's not galaxy i can get away with it it's kind of like you can be like oh enigma i didn't think of enigma that's why i think of like oh big brain big brain brandon over here thinking of pops nobody ever uses um (laughs) but no i I really enjoy it i think i got it from i can't remember the beer but there's definitely a beer that was a inspiration for it that i was like that used enigma i think it was a treehouse beer if i'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken but yeah it's i i just really love the hop um and it just it came out pretty fruity and excellent. I've never even heard of Enigma. I do love that you call New Zealand hops fancy dancy, but what what kind of what kind of flavor profile does Enigma offer then? So again, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm, so somebody smarter than me is like this isn't right. But <laughs> it's it's definitely very tropical. Uh, it has some of those stone fruits in it. Uh, I pull a lot of citrus off of it, um, and it really complements the uh, the the citra, which can have uh can be a little more bitter but i like that in a new england ipa everybody's trying to make fruit bombs i try to stagger my um my hop drops i'll i'm not afraid to do some hop drops you know during boil Mm -hmm. obviously you know late in the boil uh pretty much almost at flame out but i will do a little bittering charge at the beginning and you know i'll sort of stagger them there and i'll even make my whirlpool a little higher um you know in the 160 range um 160 165 and and you know i like it It, it's definitely different it doesn't have it's not just this fruit bomb it has these layers with this this great hop hit but also a nice amount of bitterness because i do like that in a new england ipa i think it's a little more complex that way so you know it's it's not just about people like oh she's a hot bomb it's a hot bomb like the people that are on the homebrew podcast before me uh but it's not it's a very hard style to brew and it's a very hard style to to stabilize and definitely a very hard style to homebrew and you know whatever it's not it's not a brewed ipa like let's pretend it's not that niche (laughs) (laughs) so no i i think that uh yeah i'm i'm happy with this profile uh and then i then nick uh did one similar he uses citra as well but I think his is Mos- not Mosaic. He hates Mosaic. Uh, I can't remember which one's his. It's I think it's uh, shoot. I'll have to remember. I'll ask him, and I'll come back to you guys. I'll put it in like a, <laughs> the Twitter or something. Uh, but no, we we switched up the hops a little bit, but almost the same sort of grain bills. That actually sounds absolutely delightful because as i say i'm in the minority opinion here on the homebrew pub as well that i do enjoy new england ipas there you go so that sounds absolutely amazing and we'll be putting in the recipe in the show notes so thank you so much for kindly sharing that so people can listen brew and drink along yeah excellent now on the on the flip side what is the worst beer you have ever brewed the worst beer we ever brewed. Yeah. Nick always goes back to one because Nick's been homebrewing longer than me, and he made like this floral pale ale uh, that just he put like a pound of like uh, I can't remember what like some sort of hibiscus in there, and it was always bad. Uh, we have done. I mean, I've had some some really gnarly New England IPAs. I know this is just like me talking about New England IPAs, <laughs> but literally just medicinal um just like 
sucking on a Band-Aid bad. Yeah. Um, I made, you know what? Actually, the worst beer I ever made. Uh, so in, in the last NHC that we could physically be around humans, uh, the Yakima Valley, I don't even know why I'm throwing, it's not Yakima Valley's fault. Uh, they came up with a, <laughs> you did it. It's, it's me. I did it. I don't know why I'm playing with them. Yakima Valley, shout out there. They're, they're uh, uh, sponsor of YouTube. We love Yakima Valley. Uh, they created this uh, hop, or I don't know if they created it, but they had this hop, Provoke, which was a uh, hop infused with oak chips. Oh. So it was supposed to be like a quick way to sort of get you a barrel-aged character. So we made a smoked porter. We made a really good cherrywood porter. And we're like, you know, we'll use this Provoke. It'll give it a nice rounded uh, oak flavor. We got this stuff for free. Um at nhc and i'm like this will be great so we did it tasting day uh it it was an ashtray it was like <laughs> cigar ash in your mouth. and i'm like oh you know i can get because because you have to you can't your mind needs to like and maybe it's just me but i'm like i have to like be like this isn't that bad this could this isn't that bad. i can't find this is fine this is okay i can drink this people like, don't understand the to, genius yeah, well, like, yeah. this is like, this is, you could sit here with a nice brandy. Like, this is, <laughs> it's almost like you're having a cigar. Like, this is going to be, this is fine. This is going to be fine. Uh, and we put it in a competition. Uh, nothing major, but it was just a, a competition that we did. Uh, and I mean, we had to. So I'm, like, trying to be like, oh, this is great. Uh, we got nightmare fuel was one of the, <laughs> the things we got back. So, like, maybe it wasn't as good good as we uh we initially thought uh yeah it was it wasn't great i think i think my favorite but also least favorite piece of feedback i ever got it was the first time it ever actually entered a competition and i make this um earl gray american wheat beer and mm -hmm. that's my signature beer and um but I wasn't quite as good as I am now when I did this, mm -hmm. shall we say? <laughs> and the comment was, this tastes like soap. It was That's like, not great. Aww. <laughs> it's like, it was Twining's Old Grey, you Philistine. <laughs> uh, we just had, we just, because we entered a whole bunch of competitions, we just got a good one back. Uh, so we can now, another humble brag. Uh, but we're canning two different beers for the competitions. You know, our wires got crossed somewhere, so we entered uh, a beer that was... We entered our English brown as a New England IPA. So <laughs> the comments we got back were, this is a decent beer. It's not a New England IPA. Uh, it's a little dark. It's an old and English like, IPA. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? So I'm just like... Uh, it was just a good old fashioned like we were, we were having a good chuckle at that. We're like, yeah, I think we mixed up a few cans there because that's definitely <laughs> not the right beer. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a pretty good time. I mean, whatever you you, you make mistakes, you make mistakes. I mean, so you guys do enter a lot of competitions. We started. We want to win. That's the thing. We're we're yeah. very com competitive. So we just want those medals. And then so we go into like I feel like we need to like this is gonna sound bad. We're going into small comps, and we're doing pretty good at it. We're yeah. winning consistently. So it was like, you know, just like boxing with toddlers. <laughs> <And then> we, <laughs> that's probably sounds kind of douchebag. But then we go into these 
big competitions and we're just getting the floor mopped with us. Like, really? We're, we're getting like, yeah, these 500, 600,000 people competitions where like the best of the best are going. I, I, we're doing okay, but we're not placing. So yeah. like in our minds, we're like, oh, well, I mean, to be fair, we did, we did, uh, submit the wrong beer so that's on us you know that right you that'll, can't really score well that way yeah that'll do it but it was but other than that i feel like yeah we there's a little, little uh humbling experience we have some um uh waiting on some scores next week but we did like six i gotta come here with something i gotta leave with something yeah like uh that, that denzel washington uh clip i'm leaving here with something i have to get something i have to get just place an honorable mention something i need i need some validity that i'm not a bad <laughs> brewer and right now not feeling great because i mean i've i've only entered small ones i think i did do the national one once um i've only entered small ones and i think i've said it in another episode a lot of my beers have to go into the experimental category which is just a crapshoot like that's yeah. the worst category to like try and win a medal yeah. in um what is your advice to like even in those small competitions to score well yeah i think you should definitely uh check the guidelines you're not always brewing the best beer that you can brew because we love to experiment as home brewers like what we think is like some of our best beers definitely wouldn't fit into like one category we like doing crazy shit mm -hmm. so i would say that looking at those guidelines not being a you know so so strict to them but making sure it, it it falls in there like the the flavor profiles are are fitting um and then the biggest thing is categorizing your beer right is it an english brown ale is it an american brown ale is it this that or the other just really looking at those guidelines and being like all right this is where it falls um like we've entered smoked porters into the porter category when it might have just been like a smoked beer category mm -hmm. so having that sort of being like hey, you know it really should go into this sort of column where i think we do better um but yeah I, I really think it's the guidelines if you if you follow those and you can brew a good beer it's you should do okay and the worst thing that will i mean even if you don't place you're gonna get some decent feedback as long as you can read the chicken scratch that the <laughs> bjcp so judges decide to scribble down uh, well, they're all for drunk you in some sort point. of high. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean they're doing flights, so like, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't complain too much. Uh, but yeah, if I can read a few words and they got nice little check boxes, that's, that's some decent feedback. I can mm -hmm. I can use that. Yeah, I mean every competition I have entered, like the feedback has been awesome because even when you medal, you're gonna hear like it would be better if effectively or of not course. to style. So yeah, even if you do come first second or third you still got room to like try and improve it towards that style yeah i agree which is awesome we here in the homebrew pub it's a mystical realm and the homebrew pub turns into your perfect brew pub so i think i know the name of your brew pub but you might surprise me i don't know oh and uh what would your brew pub be called and what would it be like oh so yeah, I, ooh, I, I, this is good because I can actually, I was like, oh, I think you're going to make me choose like an actual existing one, but I can make one. Can make uh, one. If you were to open it tomorrow. It would probably, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be called the Ice of 12. I'd so probably just find something. Yeah, see, I don't know what it'd be, but it'd be something that was 
a, a deep-rooted shot at my Cobra or Nick. I would find something <laughs> that only me and him knew the meaning of it, and it would be really nasty that he'd have to look at. <laughs> just because I like, you know, it's just fun. Yeah. It's good old It's good old fun. Uh, so, yeah, you, you get in there. Uh, you got to have those nice, like, I like the high tops. I need a little high top action. Nice what is that? Not an L. Like, uh, uh, what's more than an L-shaped bar? I want I want a three-sided bar going on. Uh, some taps. What are those uh, John Taffer butt funnels? Maybe put a few of those in there. I used to watch <laughs> watch that show that he was on. He always talked about butt funnels. We'll put some butt funnels in there so people have to like move past each other. A little, <laughs> little bit of that in there. Uh, and then, yeah, I think it would just... Uh, tap wise just everything like i would think that i would probably have more beers that you never see in tap rooms because it's again we're in a mystical land i don't have to worry about profit no i can just have like uh amazing you know hellas or or something like just whatever i can think of it doesn't have to be like 12 hazies and like uh you know uh chocolate fudge stout and all this stuff like i don't have to worry about profit i can just have all these different beers that don't make money that only (laughs) us really nerdy people want to drink that that go really go deep digging deep in the tap uh menu to find um yeah and then just uh just some good vibes little little uh we'll put on some of the e12 brew songs nice. uh a little shout out there i gotta put that on there that's what we played in the background the 15 hours of songs we accumulated for no good reason at all there's no reason for that that's it's excessive uh but we have that playing that sounds amazing so everyone come please join us at what i'm just gonna assume a name is something like nick sucks i don't know according to brandon i think it's just gonna be like (laughs) it's not even gonna be a name it's just gonna be me doing a dx chop (laughs) in like a silhouette (laughs) and then you just come up with the name and then nick will know it's for him like you'll just get a silhouette you'll just see the x right around the crotchal region and you'll just know that that's we're going to the the dx crop chop (laughs) <laughs> everyone crotch, please crotch, chop crotch, crotch, yeah i like i like that like crotch the d- chop the dx crotch <laughs> chop <laughs> i feel like nick's just gonna come on another episode of this podcast and be like look yeah. that bar sucks i need you to come to my bar it's and it's for you get both of us some insult to you <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is much better than having both of us on because now he has to come on for a rebuttal this is great <laughs> Well, everyone, please come to the DX Crotch Chop. That is hard to say. Uh, hard for to say. whatever nerdy experimental beer that you would like, mm. I'm going to be drinking the New England IPA because, damn it, they're delicious. They are. They're pretty good. Um, where can people find you, find the podcast, find yeah. all of that good stuff? Yeah, so you can find the podcast, the Exit 12 Homebrew Craft Beer and Lifestyle Podcast. I never get that right. I edit it out every single time and have to do it a million times. Uh, we're on all the, the, the places, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, just anywhere podcasts are played, you can search for us, and I'm sure you can find us. If not, just yell at me, and I'll put it on there. Um, 
For our socials, you can follow us at Exit12Homebrew on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and YouTube. There's a little Google search of Exit12Homebrew. We're there doing videos. Uh, we do family-friendly videos there. I don't swear. And if I do, Nick edits it out, so <laughs> you don't have to worry about it while you're working. We're, we're work safe. Um, yeah, check us out there. Awesome. Oh, and uh, BrewTubers. BrewTubers.com. Check out our homebrew club. Join. I don't get anything for it. But it'd be cool to chat. It it is really worth joining, and as I say, like the Discord group, uh, just a bunch of really cool people in there. We try. Oh, cheers, man! This was awesome. Cheers. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Clank. No Clank. Huge thank you to Brandon from Exit Twelve Homebrew Podcast and BrewTubers. Please do go and check out that podcast and please go to the Brew Troopers website and check it out. Uh, if you are thinking about joining, it's a great resource. And like you said, everyone in there is absolutely awesome. And of course, thank you so much for listening. If you could leave us a five-star review wherever it is you get your podcast, that'll just help other people find the show. If you want to reach out to us, possibly come on and share a pint with me. You can reach us at our website, thehomebrewpub.com, or email landlord at thehomebrewpub.com, or on social, at thehomebrewpub on Instagram and Twitter. And if, like me, you hate those annoying ads, well, we've got to keep the lights on here at the Homebrew Pub somehow. So consider joining our Patreon and becoming a Mug Club member. For $3 a month, you'll get access to ad-free versions of the episodes. But until then, grab your favorite pint, put your feet up, relax, don't worry, and have a homebrew. Till next time. Cheers. Oh.